Hello and welcome to episode 36 of Conf T with URSC, recorded Wednesday, July 8th, 2020. A quick reminder that the thoughts and opinions expressed here are our own, and to please consult with Cisco TAC or Cisco certified partners before implementing any of the recommendations made on this show. I'm your host, Brian Young, and I'm here with my co-host, Brian Boyd. How you doing, Mr. Boyd? Doing well today, Brian. How about you? Yeah, hanging in there. It's uh, it's a Wednesday. It's hot in this office. I need to turn the fan back on, but I can't have it on while I'm recording. <laughs> well, let's knock this out then. <laughs> yes, yes. So we had the opportunity to speak with Jamie Heary uh, from Cisco. He worked on the development of SecureX and CTR. Uh, these are fantastic additions to our security portfolio. For those that haven't heard, uh, SecureX just got released last week. So uh, July, I think it was June June 30th, it was released. So if you haven't heard about SecureX, we're glad you came here to check it out first. And uh, without further ado, let's jump into episode 36. Okay, we are here with Jamie Heary. Jamie, thank you for joining us today. How are you? I'm doing great. Glad to be here. We appreciate you coming on. So, Jamie, uh, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about um, what your role here at Cisco is and uh, who you are? Excellent. Yeah. So, I'm a distinguished architect. I focus on security. Uh, my um, uh, the things that I've been working on is zero trust. I'm doing a lot with our new platform. It's called SecureX. Uh, I've also done a lot with Secure Data Center and. I run a team of architects and we specialize in looking at security from a multi-product, multi-vendor um, and across Cisco. So how do I get security embedded in enterprise networking? How does it work with data center and SD-WAN? Kind of that better together one plus one equals three story. <laughs> nice. I like that. I like that. So um, yeah, and it's, it's interesting because we've also, beyond the, the name of this show being SecureX, which of course we're going to cover, um, you know, you mentioned zero trust, which we've talked about, uh, on this, on this podcast before, uh, and really the kind of the better together story, right. Uh, and it sounds like, uh, this is well within your wheelhouse and actually kind of the, the culmination of what SecureX really is, if I'm understanding what I've seen correctly. Absolutely. Yeah. It's bringing together, you know, a lot of our disparate pieces that used to be standalone, you know, point products, Yeah, best breed point products in a lot of cases, but still not, not integrated. So, uh, uh pretty happy to show you some of the, the ways we've integrated them. Nice. So before we go into that, um, just a quick review with our listeners. Um, one of the things that really bolsters Cisco security pro- portfolio and what we offer is the information and intelligence that we get from Talos. I invite you to take a look at our previous episodes on Talos, where we kind of cover all the different things that they bring in from the security intelligence uh, and threat intelligence all the way to the incident response. Uh, and we'll throw a couple of links in the show notes for that to get you caught up. Um, but if you've heard of Talos, if you've listened to our episodes before, you'll be familiar with it. And um, coming into this with SecureX, one of the components that has been around for, gee, now, I think about two years now, is cyber threat response, also known as CTR. Jamie, can we start there and kind of uh, work our way to where we are today with SecureX? Yeah, you got it. And um, it does, all of this is backed up by Talos, that threat intelligence team. So I'll reference them throughout here. But cyber threat response was the first go at solving a huge issue for SecOps. 
which is how do I very quickly take an event, figure out the scope of that event, and then find out the best way to remediate it. Um, there just wasn't really anything in the industry that did any, that did it well. If you think about um, most SecOps, when you say, how do you operationalize? They're, it's all about the SIM. So they look at their SIM and everything, put everything in the SIM. That's where it's got to go. And then they try to create these dashboards and even workflows to make sense of all that data. But it's the you know garbage in, garbage out. If you just put a bunch of data in there without intelligence, you know, artificial intelligence, machine learning, it's, it's hard. So we solved that problem through CTR in a pretty elegant way where we just created a system that said, you can ask it questions like, what do you know about this piece of malware? What do you know about this file? How about that IP address? And it will go out and query all of the, the products that are included in it. Like it'll go ask your email system. What do you think about that IP? Gets a bunch of interesting data back. It uh, goes to your next-gen firewall. What do you think about that IP? It gets a great bunch of data back. And then it presents it in a, in a nice way um, that an operator can look at it and visually see. It draws a map of it. You can see exactly what the scope of that thing is. And then to remediate it, it's, it's essentially one click. You right-click on that host and you can isolate them. You can tell ICE to put them in quarantine. You block them at the next-gen firewall. Just you know, all sorts of interesting things you can do. Nice. And, and this is all happening because of our integration with APIs, correct? Exactly. Yeah, it's all, everything we're talking about here is cloud. It's cloud native stuff, um, nothing to deploy on site. It's also included if you have just one Cisco security product, you get this, all the stuff we're going to talk about and have talked about already uh, for free. And it's just part of it. Uh, we strongly believe that um, things like how do you do an investigation, the machine learning to take the, the noise and make it into intelligent, useful data. And then also the orchestration of the whole thing is it's table stakes. Any platform needs to have that. It shouldn't be an added charge. It should just be you know, part of what, what you get when you add two products together. Right, right. And I use I was gonna actually going to save the price uh, part to the end to have our listeners, you know, wait till the very end to find out how much it costs. But uh, you, you spoiled the surprise. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so yeah, with, with, with CTR here, we're answering that question that the, the, the chief officer may come in and ask the IT guys, hey, are we good? Right. They, they hear about something in the news. They hear about Emotet. They hear about WannaCry. They hear about something going on. Hey, do are we protected from this? Have we seen this in our environment? And that's what CTR allows the the operations team to to look at and, and query and get a very easy and fast determination of yes or no. And if yes, how to go ahead and remediate, put that endpoint into isolation, block the domain associated with it, recall the email message, stuff like that. And these are all things that we've talked about in great depth in our previous episodes, diving into these various products like Umbrella, email security, AMP for endpoints. So again, if this all sounds new to you, go back and check those out because we, we dive really deep into this. This is going to be uh, an episode where we're kind of talking about each of those products, but how we're going to integrate them together uh, with CTR and then uh, coming home or coming very soon now, I'm hoping uh, with SecureX. So uh, with that, let's go into how SecureX kind of evolved from uh, what was you know started as, as CTR. Yeah, for sure. So um, SecureX, first of all, it launched you know just a week ago, so it's hot off the press here, um, and we already have over a thousand customers 
um, that have logged in and are starting to use the system. Uh, CTR that we talked about just a second ago, there's over 8,000 customers. So the nice thing about what the team did was anybody that's a CTR customer, when you log in, you can just go to SecureX and it's already there for you, ready to go pre-configured with whatever you already had in CTR. You don't have to start from scratch. So that was a big point to make sure that when we build out the whole platform, that we want to make sure that anybody that's already done the integration work, it's not lost. So that's where they started. And then if you think about the other problems and challenges that are out there, like we, we have a ton of talent shortage. So everything has to be simple. And whenever we can do automation, like instead of writing down in my notebook, these IP address and all these findings from the 15 tabs that I have open to my 15 different vendors, um, let's do it for you. And so that's that's where the orchestration comes in. That was another big big thing we wanted to do. And then the, you know, the last thing we wanted to really make sure is that when you have a lot of products that you can get a consolidated threat picture of how is my environment doing um, and not have to go to each individual one and uh, each individual product and, and look at that. Let's consolidate it for you. Put it in a dashboard view for you. So with CTR, what would be a really good use case around kind of how it works and, and what would be the flow uh, of someone that would be using CTR? Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's pretty, pretty awesome. So let's say your boss comes to you, like you mentioned, you know, before um, boss comes to you and says, tell me about this thing. I pick one DNS espionage. Um, and let's say you don't know what that is. And that happens all the time in security. These threats get new names and crazy names and they pop up in the news the next day and nobody really knows. So how do you start? If you think about it you know, from a customer perspective, all they've been given is very limited data that says, I have a name of something that's out there that my boss wants to know if we're infected. Where do you start? Well, mm -hmm. one of the places you start is probably Google. <laughs> you're going to take that name and you're going to throw it in Google. Google, what Brian do you know? Brian uses Bing. Bing, okay. <laughs> well, we're going we're to Bing I it. do not. <laughs> and it's going to come back with you know, something interesting. And on that, we have this browser plugin that makes the, uh, the job of the analyst doing that research incredibly easy. Mm -hmm. So if I go to a blog, I find it, you know, DNS espionage, let's say I land on the Talos blog. Um, a lot of these blogs have uh, indications of compromise within it. You know, all of the major vendors do. So DNS espionage, if these are the thing, these are the indicators. If you see these on your network, then you're, you got a problem. Um, that plugin scrapes that web page for you. Um, does all the analysis on all those observables, and then it's a one-click to bring you over to SecureX, and it goes right into CTR, so that threat response part of SecureX. Um, and inside of there, it's going to then do all the enrichment. So it's going to say DNS espionage had 16 observables, IP addresses, domain names, file names. We've seen eight of those indicators in your environment. And then this is exactly where they are. They're on host right. A, host B's got one. Okay, who's on host A? It'll tell you that too. It'll say, Johnny was logged in at this time on host A. And then it can even bring it right to how he got it. Well, Johnny opened up the email attachment and here's the email header. It said, <laughs> you know, click click the link in here to, to get a pay raise or, you know, whatever they fished him with. Um, and this whole picture is in front of you in literally seconds. And there's just nothing like that out there. They can start yeah. from... I know, all I know is that there's something called DNS espionage. 
five to 10 minutes later, I know it's on my systems. I know where it is. I know how it got there. I know who's got it. And then I can right click and I can take care of it. Like I can remediate that thing. Nice. Or you can see that AMP's already taken care of it and you can say, yep, we had it. It was so-and-so, but our products took care of it and we're good. Even better. <laughs> totally. Nice. Interesting. So what is the difference between SecureX and CTR? Uh, CTR, you, know, you mentioned you can query it, you can do some investigating. Would you say that SecureX is more of a visibility tool or am I off there? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, and SecureX uh, includes CTR. So to look at it the reverse, CTR is one of the many capabilities under the SecureX platform umbrella, if you will, to use it a pun. Um, so in there, you, ha you do have uh, CTR, you have uh, orchestration, you have a, a dashboard for visibility analytics, uh, you have your casebook and your incident response workflows, uh, to name just a few of the, the capabilities there. But CTR is now just a capability under the SecureX platform. So now you mentioned, along with Cisco products, you mentioned other vendors. Is this something that is integrated with third parties? Are we actually playing nice with others in, in this case now with SecureX? Yeah, absolutely we are. Um, everything in SecureX is wide open. All the APIs are, are there for anybody to use. There's, there's no concept of pay to play or get certified is a SecureX vendor in order to be a part of the ecosystem. Um, and, uh, and, and to that end, um, our partners that were already good, Cisco partners, are out there scrambling to get their stuff you know, working uh, with SecureX, as I said, we just released. Um, but some of them, of course, we, we released with. So we have about 60 vendors that we released with. Um, and they cover the gamut from, you know, third-party SOAR tools to SIM tools, um, identity management systems, and a lot of threat intelligence feeds uh, that you can quickly add in that are, you know, ready to go a couple clicks, uh, cl couple clicks away in a, an API key exchange, and and you'll get their data um, into the uh, platform. Nice. So one of the features you mentioned that falls under this umbrella is orchestration. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, orchestration is a big part of it. Um, when we were scoping out what does SecureX need to do um, for the security operations center, as I said, it came down to two major things. How do we get through an incident response in the quickest, most efficient way? And then how do we take out the human element as much as we can and make it faster? Um, I mean, the, the example that I that I like to give is um, we had a uh, uh, an incident where a a, um, a company had ten thousand machines encrypted with ransomware in less than ten minutes, um, and they didn't have any protections. So this stuff just goes so fast that even if you had the best human operator system, it can't work at human speed. It's got to be at automation speed, digital speed. So that's well-known, a well-known issue. We went to solve it and said, how could we solve this orchestration? And we looked at our own portfolio. Cisco does a lot of things. Well, it turns out we also do a lot of orchestration already. A lot of it was from the service provider team. Um, so we, we landed on an action orchestrator as the, uh, as the code that we embedded inside of SecureX. So action orchestrator has been with Cisco for years. 
Um, it got its um, birth, if you will, as a automation tool for workloads. So it was in Cloud Center from our clicker acquisition. Um, and then it got put into MSX, which is our uh, orchestration system and automation system for routers and switches and wireless. So over that time period, hundreds and hundreds of playbooks have been written um, for Action Orchestrator. So that gives us a, a leg up in the market where we're releasing you know, last week, but we're using orchestration systems been around for literally years. It has whole communities behind it. Um, Cisco Live for the last two years in the US and, and overseas has been built using Action Orchestrator. So that wireless network that you go to and you hit Cisco Live, the back end, the whole setup, it was done with AO. All those playbooks are available. We're putting the security ones in and, um, and out of the gate, you'll have you know, several security workflows that'll be a bit available to your team based on all the best practices that we, we've learned in Cisco IT, because Cisco IT is using AO uh, as well. Nice. So we've kind of talked about what we, uh, what we're, what's on the truck today, right? With SecureX. Again, this was released uh, last week at the time of this recording, um, but it's, it's still very young. There's still a lot more new capabilities and, and features I'm sure coming, coming down the road. Um, normally I keep this till the end, but I'm, I'm curious as to kind of what we have on the truck today and what we're uh, looking at coming out in the, in the very near future. Yeah, so you know everything I say about roadmap is you know take it with the with an asterisk um, may change, um, but uh, but that said, um, we have some some uh, work to do with third party integrations. So as I mentioned, a lot of our partners we're working with them uh, now that the product's out in GA. Um, a lot more hands can get into it where before it was in beta. You know you're working with specific partners. Now it's in the market. We're working with all sorts of vendors um, to get them uh, integrated into the platform in a really easy way. Um, so that's one. And then the other one is around uh, getting our own products that are outside of what we call our security group. So what about Meraki? Let's get Meraki in here. What about DNA Center? What about SD-WAN? What about collaboration? Let's bring everything into and under this platform because all of it's got useful data to share. Yeah, no, definitely. That's exciting stuff. Um, you mentioned SIM and you mentioned uh, a SOAR. Can you kind of, for the for the listeners that aren't aware of what those acronyms stand for uh, and where they play, uh, maybe or, or maybe they don't with SecureX, could you kind of go over that with us? Absolutely. Yeah, it's a, it's a real common question. SIM, SOAR. Um, a SIM, by its nature, is a huge data lake. It's where you put your events, your alerts, um, your audit information, and you want to usually store it for long periods of time for audit purposes um, and forensics reasons. That's something that we don't do with SecureX. We're not a data lake. Um, everything is cloud-based, API, semi-real-time type of analysis. We only keep stuff around as long as we have to, to do the analysis we want, and then we get rid of it. So because of that, the SecureX platform and a SIM, they're partners. So somebody like a Splunk, for example, we partner with Splunk so that we can pull events from them and we can also push incidents to them. So you can go in your Splunk dashboard, for example, you can right click on it on an IP address and say, SecureX, you tell me what you know about that IP. And it would then run all those APIs inside of SecureX and give you that nice threat picture back. 
Um, so that's the difference between a sim and a, a sim and SecureX. It's a partnership uh, relationship. With SOAR, it's a little bit different. With SOAR, we are a SOAR as well. We have an orchestration um, that would meet the, the criteria of the SOAR uh, in the marketplace. Uh, but even with that, there's integrations galore here too. So if somebody already has a SOAR, let's say, I don't know, they have Phantom. Um, with Phantom, we could they got workloads there. Our orchestration can call their workloads as part of our workflow, our playbook. Same with them. They can call because we're totally open. They can call us as well. So all that work um, from if you have an existing SOAR, it doesn't go to waste. You can even migrate those one way or the other. I mean, some people like the fact that we're, we're including this for no additional charge. So you could migrate those workloads off something else that you're paying for um, if, if you want to do that, too. But that's more of a, um, an integration um, play and sometimes a straight up um, you know, replacement play. All right. So you already brought up a use case with the orchestration thing, but uh, can you talk about one more in, as it relates to phishing? Yeah, for sure. Phishing is a great one because it's so rich um, inside of phishing. So if you look at a, a phishing use case, let's say a simple one, a user gets an email, they think it's suspicious. They can literally send that email over to SecureX um, and then that will take that email apart and we'll look at all the observables that are inside of it. So that would be IP addresses and domain names, links, uh, maybe a file attachment. Uh, and then we'll push that through the SecureX platform and start to enrich it with all the data that you have coming in to find out what's going on. Is it something I got to care about or isn't it? And that's what this workflow does. And then after that, it can remediate it, of course, send an email back to the user saying we remove that email attachment because it was bad. Maybe you open up a ticket in service now to tell the analyst, hey, you got a ticket here you got to go work on, see if anybody else is getting hit with this. Maybe you want to lock the systems down. That step, though, to get that is multiple products. I mean, we got one that's six, six different products, and that's just keeping it simple. You have your malware analysis tools, your threat response tools, your cloud security endpoint, your email security, your ticketing system, maybe ServiceNow, all doing some part of that. And the way that works without an orchestration today is it's all manual. Your operators are spending time going to each one of those systems and building this story manually it takes sometimes hours we're going to do it in minutes because that workflow allows you to automate all those tasks when that email hits SecureX, it immediately pulls it apart automatically it enriches the data using all six products automatically it creates that ticket automatically it adds bob to the ticket automatically you can kind of get the picture so that phishing one it's been a huge uh, draw for our customers when they hear you know hear about that and you know phishing is number one attack vector so it's something uh, meaningful to solve for. Now, when you say uh, to kind of have the email go through SecureX, what would be the process there? Is it just a matter of uploading that EML file? Are we querying um, Office 365? What options do we have there? Yeah, the, the simplest one, the way that you know, we built the, uh, the use case around was just sending it to SecureX. So you oh, can just forward that's it. That's easy enough. Forward it right <laughs> over. <laughs> And so anyone can like, do that. It sounds like uh, SecureX gets more powerful the more tools you have integrated into it. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. The more tools, Cisco or, or third parties, um, 
that's that's the big thing is it, it does get better and better the more and more that we integrate and we're just getting started with that and it's already pretty impressive nice yeah i'm i'm really kind of stuck on this uh this email phishing email use case here is you, know, you can just have a user that doesn't that isn't aware or isn't sure if this is a, an email that's that's malicious or not just send it off to this securex and then through the automation pieces that you and workflows that you have can generate tickets, can have that email analyzed 10 different ways through all the Cisco security products, assuming it would probably already have gone through some of those things to get there, right? If they have email security in place, it would have already gone through some of those filters, but being able to get a little bit more, you know, Hey, let's run this through umbrella. Let's check this out with uh, a virus total. Let's look at all these other things, right? And just run it all through the gamut. And then, you know, take whatever necessary steps uh, after the fact, whether that's letting the user know, hey, this is good, or if it's not, letting them know and generating a ticket, stuff like that. That's a that's a pretty solid use case there. And this is all free. Yeah. Yeah. And we can even automate that that email approach if they're using anybody's email, frankly, but if they're using our email security system based on some you know indications of compromise, it could do that forward for you. Um, That's a good point. Over to SecureX, so if it reaches a certain threshold, it can just automatically forward to SecureX. SecureX can do. Oh wow! This is all right. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Yeah, pretty cool (laughs) stuff. Yep, yep. And you know, the one thing that uh, you know, with the different modules that we have, we call modules. They're integration points. You mentioned Virus Total, but we also have like a ServiceNow, Qualys, Gigamon, CyberProtect. Uh, the have I been pwned is a good one, especially thinking of email. So you can query have I been pwned with that email address and say, and then we'll come back with the verdict. Yeah, yeah, this is a known one that's been popped. So uh, that's another data point for you. Are there any limits to the number of API calls that we can make into into SecureX as a as a as a you know customer, a, a free customer? Is there any kind of limitations there? Uh, there aren't any that we're publishing. To put it that way. Gotcha. Um, if somebody hits them, then they'll probably get a get an email, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> or maybe a phone call, depending on what they're doing. But uh, yeah, none that we're publishing. It's wide open. Nice. Yeah, I mean the other ones like have I have I been pwned may have a, a, an API hit, uh, API yeah, limitation right. there. But totally. I, I was just thinking like if we wanted to have you know the the securex scanning just about everything that comes through and hitting all these services automatically you may want to uh be a little bit more picky and choosy of over what you do but uh there's there's nothing that can't be said about you know maybe looking at um maybe external email addresses that are in the to field coming from outside mm-hmm. to to be able to create a rule that has securex check if there's anyone else that's on the two field or CC that's that's outside of the organization maybe we want to check that email or stuff like that just to to run those scans and and just give a little bit of extra peace of mind so your involvement with this project um, you know what is what has that been like uh, kind of seeing this come to, to fruition yeah it's something that um, I've watched um, be developed for for literally years right cyber threat response was the the first component of it that had any meat to it anyways. Um, and then a ton of back-end system integrations have been done. Um, mentioned Talos at the beginning of this. I mean, a lot of their systems have been integrated over those same year period, 
as we acquire companies, we acquire threat intelligence data. So all that data has to be put and, and massaged appropriately so that it spits out intelligent things, not just data. Um, it's a lot of work, a lot of heavy lifting, and you know, hats off to the Talos team for doing a bang up job on that. So that's one of the things that that I you know paid attention to along the way. And then with the SecureX one, you know, we've been right since inception, you know, helping take our, our input from our customers and bring it back to the BU, um, helping with the UIs, you know, what should it look like, the, the framework, um, what are the initial capabilities? It's just been a really good um, relationship with the business unit around making sure we get the field and by extension, the customer requests and they built it around that persona. And uh, I think that's, that's what we ended, ended up with at the end of it. That's really cool. All right. So this is a really cool stuff. So someone who has no knowledge of SecureX and wants to get started, where can they go to, you know, play around with it or, you know, do some learning before they jump in? Yeah, it's pretty simple to set it up. Um, all you need is a have one of the security products from Cisco and you'll have the entitlement to it. Um, you would just go to security.cisco.com um, and on that page, it would be a little sign up for you. Um, you can also, during that sign up, you can even use your CCO credentials, your cisco.com credentials as part of that. Um, it's a single sign-on type experience. So as you integrate products, say I'm an Umbrella customer, uh, sign up with SecureX, cool, and now add Umbrella. And to add new things is so easy. I mean, literally you add two or three products in like 15 minutes. It's, it's, uh, it's API driven. So that means that to get it up and running, it's just an exchange of API keys. What is the URL that you're going to talk to? The API destination. And then give me the key to be able to talk to it. Done. The rest of it happens automatically behind the scenes uh, by SecureX to bring that into the, to the fold here. Awesome. And are there some tutorials on some of the different pieces and integrations within once you once you sign into SecureX? Uh, are there some tutorials and things that people can uh, watch to to learn more about how to integrate the products, and then of course what to do with that integration after it's done? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's, you know, full um, help within the SecureX. Uh, when you first log in the first time, it's got a little tutorial walkthrough that will show you the big pieces of it and start to you know, introduce you to it. Um, in addition to that, if on the, if you go to, I love our goes, right? So cisco.com slash go slash SecureX, you'll get a plethora of information, videos and demos and data sheets, you know, the, the whole shoot and match is going to be out there. Yeah, go slash CureX. So we will be sure to put those links in the in the show notes for anyone interested to go check out uh, to also sign in as well as learn more about it and maybe uh, see some images of it. Of course, when we're trying to describe a product as uh, nice looking as, C- as SecureX is, it's difficult to do on an audio only podcast. But I think, uh, Jamie, you did a, a hell of a job uh, describing what it can do and also how it can help our customers just orchestrate better, work smarter, not harder, and and uh, overall be more secure with the products that they have, even if they're not all Cisco security products. So that's uh, that's great stuff. And uh, Jamie, was there anything else you wanted to add uh, before we wrap this one up? Well, I just wanted to thank every, thank you guys. Um, great being here uh, and going through this with everybody, and uh, hopefully it's some useful info and. Hit those links and uh, check out all the data. Pretty cool stuff. 
Thanks a lot, Jamie. Appreciate you having you on. All right. Happy threat hunting. All right, Mr. Boyd, that was pretty cool. What'd you think about that one? Yeah, I think you did a great job. As you mentioned, um, this is a very visual product, so not being able to <laughs> yes. show it certainly presents a challenge. But going over those three use cases, I think, really helps to illustrate what this is capable of. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's the building blocks of what makes it that we wanted to explain to our audience uh, with this episode. And even though it's very much a visual product, there's going to be a lot of visual aid that it's going to give you and being able to see what's going on in your environment. That's very difficult to show on an audio-only podcast. So we, we hope that we did a good job kind of explaining the building blocks and how it goes together and where do you want to use it. Hopefully that the uh, that was enough for you to get interested and go to the links in the show notes. Uh, as Jamie mentioned, cisco.com slash go slash securex and security.cisco.com to look at the product, play with the product, get it set up, up and running. If you are a customer of a Cisco security product today, such as Umbrella, Amp for Endpoints, Next Generation Firewall, Email Security, any one of those, you can use SecureX and Cisco Threat Response today at no charge. You're entitled to it. So go ahead, check out those two links, get signed up, toy around with it, talk to your account team. Your SEs or their uh, TSAs are in place to be able to demo this product for you maybe help you kind of set it up in your environment. It's very quick to do. Uh, when they soft launched SecureX on my account a couple of days early, I was very impressed to see that they had taken all the integrations that I'd already set up in CTR and moved them right over to SecureX. So, I mean, it would have just saved me about 20 minutes, but it was still 20 minutes that they saved me. So I appreciated that. <laughs> but definitely check it out, play around with it. It's a very useful tool. Uh, and as Jamie mentioned, there's such a knowledge gap um, or there can be a, a knowledge gap when it comes to your security teams and, and the, the people that you have in your organization that are looking at security events, if you even have people in your organization that are dedicated to looking at security, which, as Brian and I know, with most of our customers, they don't have uh, they don't have socks. They, they barely mm -hmm. have a knock <laughs> in, in most of our customers. So um, this is just there to give you the tools that you need to, to help protect your environment. So... Really cool stuff. Mr. Boyd, any final thoughts? No, I'm all set. All right. Thank you, Mr. Boyd. And thank you for listening to Conf T with your SE. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, topic you'd like to suggest, or some hate mail to send our Bing searching Mr. Boyd over here, please send us an email at hello at conft.show. And if you like the show, please consider sharing it with your friends and colleagues and giving us a rating and review on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to subscribe so that you get notified when we publish an episode every two weeks. Show notes for this episode can be found on our website at conft.show. That's C-O-N-F-T dot S-H-O-W. As always, stay safe out there and don't forget to say that config. <laughs>